Welcome to 1514, the podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. Our goal is to help Christians understand the truth of Romans 1514, that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm one of your hosts, Curtis Solomon. And I'm Lakin Brandt, your other host. Be sure to check out more resources from the BCC at biblicalcc.org. Thanks so much for listening to 1514. It's a wonderful pleasure to have you as part of our audience. This episode is one I really enjoyed recording and really excited about the content and the the resource associated with it. I had two guests in the studio, which is always exciting, John Michael Boat and Jacob Volk. They're both students at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and they are filmmakers. And they recently put together and released a teaching documentary called Into the Light that talks about the ravishes that pornography has on people's lives, as well as the hope in Christ and his word to overcome that enslaving struggle. So I hope that you are encouraged by this podcast, but more that you are excited about the resource, that you utilize it in your own ministry, and you share it out for many others to use, because these brothers put together this incredible documentary, made it uh, easily accessible and completely free online into the light documentary.com is their website. So be sure to check that out, use it in your ministry and share it out with others. Hope you enjoy today's episode. 1514 is brought to you in part by BCC Partners. BCC Partners are biblical counselors or biblical counseling ministries that want to support the work of building unity in the biblical counseling movement. We offer four types of partnership, individual partners, and three levels of organizational partners. As a thank you for their support, we offer various benefits to our partners, including advertising discounts, access to the annual guide for biblical counseling resources, and a profile on our counseling directory. To find out more, visit our website, Click on the donate button, then click on partner with us. Thanks for supporting the BCC and thanks for listening. Well, Jacob and John Michael, thanks so much for being with us on 1514 today. Could you introduce yourselves to our audience? Yeah, my name is John Michael Bout. Uh, I grew up in Niagara, Canada. Uh, just a little biographical stuff. I'm married uh, to my wife, Jessica. We have one son and we have another son on the way. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, Jacob Volk. I grew up with John Michael, same area. Um, we've been friends for a long, long time. I came to Southern here as an MDiv student in 2021, and I uh, I live and work at uh, Recenter Ministries, which is a homeless recovery uh, addiction recovery center down down in Louisville. No, fantastic. I know the guys at Recenter, and that's a totally different podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will probably do with them at some point. But today we're here to talk about the fantastic resource that you guys have created. It's a teaching documentary called Into the Light. Tell our audience what's the backstory of this, of this teaching documentary. Yeah, to really to get to the why of, of this film, it really starts with our own personal stories. Uh, for myself... I grew up in a really amazing Christian home. My parents loved the Lord and imaged that to us well, taught us what the gospel meant. And even in the context of that kind of blessing, that sort of family, I came across pornography for the first time when I was around age eight. And um, very quickly that curiosity turned into an addiction that I slowly... um, fostered and that slowly grew uh, over nearly a decade and during that process I was being involved in church I was leading young peoples 
discussion groups involved in all sorts of things. And at the same time, uh, feeding a, a growing love for pornography. Mm. And that over that process, I got really good at living that hypocritical double lifestyle. By God's grace, that changed. Uh, he put some really good, uh, slightly older Christian guys in my life who imaged what it meant to follow Jesus consistently and to love the Lord, both in what they said in what and in what they actually did. Mm. And one of the big ways they showed that to me was through confessing sin and being open about mm. uh, just sin struggles in their life. And I distinctly remember one time in my uh, parents' garage, they were talking about a purity conference they had been to and just sharing how God was working in their life. And I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like if you don't open up about your sin right now, if you don't confess that, you never will. Mm. And you will remain a hypocrite living this double lifestyle for the rest of your life. So yeah, by God's grace, I did open up to those guys. That was the first time I ever publicly confessed my sin. And for the first time properly uh, brought that sin to the Lord. Mm. Um, and I, I always point people back to that moment as the first time that I could start saying in truth, I love the Lord. Mm. And I started to properly love other people. Um, and from there, sort of fast forwarding in my journey, I joined an accountability group where I st regularly was confessing sin. I took a 12 step Christian program and uh, through both of those things, the Lord has given me freedom from pornography. Uh, and I'm just so, so thankful for that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had a very similar story in some ways, distinct in, in one particular way, you know, like Joe Michael, I had really incredible Christian parents who were thinking about the dangers of pornography from very young. And so my mom in particular would talk to me about it, about just the category of pornography from when I was even like nine or 10 years old. And by God's grace and the prayers of, of a mom who loved me a lot, I never uh, got addicted to pornography proper. And so that's something I'm so grateful for mm. and is rare. Like most of my peers don't have um, that, that privilege that I got. However, I was completely addicted to masturbation for mm. almost all of my teenage life. And, you know, I, I would feel guilty at, at times. And then I kind of, you know, buzzed through my Bible, didn't see the word masturbation in there. And, <laughs> and I had a bad theology of sex. And, yeah. well, you know, as much as a theology of sex as a 15, 16 year old can have. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't care. Right. And, and so I would just continually give in to this, this pattern of lust over mm. and over and over again. And again, similar to Jamichael, really good friends, a couple of conferences, kind of getting my hands on some good books, really start to convict me like this, this is wrong. That I mean, that and a whole bunch of other sins in my life. And so God, you know, God freed me from that, took, took some time, but he freed me from that, that addiction. And I'm, Man, so incredibly grateful for that. Yeah, and what so, a blessing. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, so kind of like Jamichael, that we, um, you know, I, I found freedom and really got a passion for ministry. And so a couple of years go by, different twists and turns in life. I end up here at Southern. And so I got this really great opportunity to talk to Tim Challies. So we had coffee with him. And... I was asking him about his book, Sexual Detox, because mm. uh, it's, it's a great little book. And mm -hmm. Tim has 
hilarious. He's got an incredible dry sense of humor. He's like, <laughs> yes. yeah, the book's fine. He's like, it's, at this point, there, there are better ones, which I thought was really, really funny. And then he stopped and he looked at me and he was like, you know, just kind of musing aloud. He's like, you know, there, it's interesting to me. We have this video problem of pornography mm. and in answer, we typically write books. Yeah. He's like, there might be space for like a counseling oriented video resource. And he just said that. And, and I was like, whoa, that was so interesting to me. And, and Tim had no idea that I worked in film, uh, mm. that, but Jamichael and I both had worked in film for, for a while. And so I left that conversation just like, that's so interesting. Called Jamichael back in Canada. Um, he's about a year behind me on his, his MDiv journey. And I was like, bro, we both care about this issue. We've both been, you know, in parts of accountability group, leading them with guys, resources for a long time. What would it look like for us to kind of begin that process? Think about what, what, you know, what would it mean to put together a documentary, like a, a teaching oriented resource on this? And so that was in late 2021. And that kicked off about a year and a half of just a, an incredible story where, you know, God put in place all the people that are in the documentary now mm -hmm. and, and we fundraised it um, so we can offer it as a free resource. And we can talk about that if you want to. But basically the, the end result is um, Into the Light is a teaching documentary that walks through the process of change, right? From bondage and sexual sin, all the way to freedom in Christ. And so it's a resource for strugglers. And we hope it's a resource that churches will find helpful, um, especially with the reality that not everybody's a reader. Yeah. And so this is an, an hour and 20 minutes of some of those core principles from, from Heath's book, from Garrett Kell's book that we hope are helpful for people for, to find freedom in Christ. So we're, it's out now. People can watch it on, on our website, uh, intolightdocumented.com. And we're, we're thrilled. It's, it's really fun for it to be out and people are using it. So no, it's really great. And you, you guys had, uh, the world premiere in Canada cause you're both, you know, from Canada, but then you brought it down here to Southern and we had a great premiere mm. U S premiere at, uh, in heritage hall, which was a packed crowd, which was really cool to see. Uh, I don't remember how many people sit in there, but it's over 300, I think. And so there were a lot of students and people from the community came and checked it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm partially, you know, maybe a little favorable to it, uh, <laughs> for certain reasons, which we'll get into, but <laughs> I really appreciated it. And like you said, it's a, a video problem for so many people. So having a video solution, some, something that's going to meet them where they are is a really, really helpful thing. And you guys did a great job on it. So uh, for our audience who haven't gotten to see it yet, that walk us through it a little bit. I don't want to spill all the beans, but you have a six chapter film. Tell us kind of maybe the title or focus of each of those chapters. Mm. Yeah, just a real quick overview. Uh, it's broken, like you're saying, into six main teaching blocks and then weaving it all together, making it a story, not just... Mm -hmm. episodes is uh, a story of a couple who both struggled with pornography and then found freedom in Christ. And it tees up the next bit of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, each, each chapter kind of progressively walks through what, what does change look like? Uh, chapter one is taken by Jeremy Pierre uh, covering sexual sin, its consequences, really just setting out the problem and people's distorted view of the world and themselves. And then your wife, Jenny Solomon, <laughs> takes chapter two and walks through what is God's beautiful, good design mm. for our sexuality and, and that there is a beautiful design. And then also just comes alongside those who are uh, feeling 
broken over the fact that they haven't lived up to that good design yet mm -hmm. and, and offers Christ's heart for those sinners. Uh, then Heath Lambert takes chapter three, understanding the heart, the complexities of what it means to desire pornography in the first place, what it means to confess sin, accountability. It's a very rich chapter. Um, and then chapter four is taken by Deepak Reju. He walks through what it means to cut off access. Uh, chapter is called Practical Radical Measures. Uh, then Ellen Dykus takes chapter five. And this is, this is almost like a pause in, in the documentary where it's like you, there's a lot that's happened up till now. Mm -hmm. And many people will be at a partial journey using those steps and maybe feel very discouraged because mm -hmm. they've, they've tried and they've failed many times. Uh, and this is, this is all about running with endurance, how we have to, uh, how, the, how this is a marathon. There's hope even after you fall again. Uh, and then the documentary is closed out by Garrett Kell, who takes chapter six, true freedom in the church and true eternal freedom and kind of casts a vision of what true freedom looks like. It's kind of a quick overview. No, it is, it is a quick overview. And it's a great, it's a great resource. And you guys did a wonderful job um, weaving that because it can be, it is an, an hour and 20 minutes sitting there listening to people talk about a heavy mm -hmm. topic yeah. can be a lot, but the, that story that you in, wove into it helps, helps break that up a little bit, helps lighten up, but also you just did a beautiful job with the cinematography. And yeah. I was really curious where you even filmed it because yeah. I kind of want to go <laughs> visit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, praise God. Every single location that we filmed at for the cinematography is within 15 minutes, 15 minutes from our house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. And in so, Canada or here in Louisville? Yeah, in Canada. Oh, dang it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, Niagara, so, Canada. Yeah. All right. There Niagara we go. Niagara Vacation a, in Niagara. There we go. I highly recommend. Yeah. So it was just, it was great because, um, yeah, it was really cool. We, we, we scouted out all our locations, how that all planned out. We That film day was an in, insane, it was pretty much a clean, what was it, like 17 hour day mm -hmm. um, for the two of us. Of like a massive film, you know, because you see, in you the did that all in one day. Yeah, it was filmed oh, all wow. in one day. Yeah, yep. So we That's had we had mo like we had so many other awesome people like with us. So we had like you know the canoe and the boat set up. We mm -hmm. took drive in, launch that. We had drone works coming in. It was just it was a lot going on. But yeah, we realized kind of really early on when we were architecting these six chapters, we we're like, no one can sit through an hour of this <laughs> yeah. dense, right? It's just, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. And so we're like, Hey, we've got to split these up, but what do we put in between those? And mm. we just, we really worked with the idea for a while. And we thought a single te a testimony, a testimony yeah. that spans the whole documentary of a couple just really grappling through what it means to like the, the nuts and bolts of what it means to find freedom in Christ and being really honest about that. And, and yes, yeah, so then we, we, yeah, that was the whole process. And yeah. I'm really grateful for, I'm really grateful to God, especially on this point, because we didn't quite know how the pacing would turn out until we had yeah, the whole thing sure. cut together and yeah. a lot of money in it. And uh, it's it's watchable, praise yeah. God. So like, <laughs> so um, we're, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it is. It is watchable. And I mean, praise God that you guys had good weather because to do that all in one day. I mean, so many people have to repeat the same place because something, you know, clouds yeah. will interfere. So yeah, that that's really just... God's kindness to you in that Amen. there. Mm. Um, the, uh, the, I think part of the reason it's a lot to absorb in one sitting, which we'll talk about in a minute, it's available in other ways for people, uh, is because it is so rich. 
It's not just that it's a heavy topic. It's that the people you got to speak into it mm-hmm. know a lot and they're bringing a lot of wisdom. So it's not just like, man, this is heavy. It's like, wow, I want to actually absorb all this. But as soon as I'm processing one great idea, they're on the three, three other great mm-hmm. ideas have been, been handed down. So, uh, first question is how did you get all these people, uh, to, to contribute to this work? And then after that, we'll talk about how people might access it in, in smaller chunks. Mm. It's actually a really funny story because we, we were reading a lot of books and trying to decide who do we reach out to. And, uh, one of the initial people that we like definitely want to reach out to is Deepak Reju. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really enjoyed his book with Jonathan, with, Holmes. With Jonathan Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're like, how do we get in, in contact with these people? They have no idea who we are. And we actually ended up just guessing his email. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is something we always point back to, like the Lord's providence making a way for this project to be able to happen. It's crazy that number one, we actually were able to guess it, and then number two, that he responded. Yeah. And Deepak is just was extremely gracious and made time for us and even said, if, is there anyone ignoring your emails? I'll bug them for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true because some of the people there, if you, you email them, they don't respond to people they know, let alone people they yeah. don't know. So yeah. you got the right, <laughs> the right person. And it, it took what I'd say we sent those. So what we did is we actually, for a lot of those people, we filmed a little 60 second video for them hmm. that so that they could read a short email, watch that 60 second video of Jamichael and I, you know, pitching them and saying, Hey, would you be interested in being part of this project? And it, that took a while to, to kind of craft that. And it took us four months. Mm-hmm. I think it was four months. Well, actually including Jenny, then like almost a year, but yeah. it took us four months to really get that, those people lined up. Mm-hmm. And it, it involved some people bugging other people, bugging other people, a few meetings with a lot of meetings with people who were, were never in the film, but were just really gracious to give us insight. Um, like Jessica Harris being one of them, like she was really, really cool. really helped us orient a few of our perspectives on some mm. things. And then I think she sent an email to Ellen kind of on our behalf yep. and then eventually getting up to meet up with Ellen was really fun. And so it was just a long process of kind of people's continual kindness and God just, I don't know, prompting people to open up, open up that email instead of chucking it in the trash. Yeah, no doubt. One thing, and I didn't put this in the questions ahead of time, so you had no prep time on this, but one of the things I really appreciated is that actually in that one, you use both male and female mm. uh, contributors, mm. but also you highlighted the fact that this is not just a male problem. Cause I think for a long time, yeah. uh, the church has believed the idea that pornography is just something men struggle with, not women. Uh, but your testimony, uh, both both the husband and wife in the couple struggled with pornography. What like was that? Like, how did you come to that decision? Mm. Like tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was, that was very intentional very quickly. Um, and again, I, I think I guess I haven't thought this through exactly. I think I owe my mom a lot of this to a lot of this is actually and your mom too. you both, both of our moms are really, they really love biblical counseling. They've been reading a lot. My mom's been, my mom and dad have been to the CCF conferences for as long as I can possibly remember. And so mom's just been really, really chewing on these kind of things and talking mm. to me about them. So it was really clear to both of us. We're like, with the kind of resource we want to make, we, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to talk to, we shouldn't talk to both men and women. Mm-hmm. And that started out as a conviction. And then Initially, we were like, okay, step number one is we need to reach out to a bunch of women biblical counselors and get them 
ask them if they can pour into us and like mm. give us advice, give us their thoughts, start reading books. So Jessica Harris was one of them. Ellen um, became someone who, who would talk to us a bit yeah. about this. And one of the craziest things that happened over the course of the filming process, once we kind of launched the Instagram page, we would get DMs, messages from girls who would just kind of write this big, well-written message about their testimony, about their story of struggling with pornography. And some of them had found freedom, some of them hadn't. Mm. And it was, it, was, it was a strange thing for Jamichael and I to process. It's like, we're getting a lot of messages. And the kind of theme was, so many of these girls were saying, I don't have anyone to talk to about this. Mm -hmm. There's no one in my church I feel comfortable because I've, we've only ever discussed this as a men's issue. Yeah. And so our kind of, it started out as kind of a conviction and just kind of grew into a full, a full blown belief. Like you actually, at this point in the conversation, I think you're, you're hurting our sisters in Christ mm -hmm. if you only talk about this as a men's issue. Because what you do is, first of all, what you're kind of saying is, man, women, you struggle with the men's issue. How, how bad is that? Yeah, yeah. And the same gospel that frees men from pornography is the same gospel that frees women from pornography is the same gospel that is that God deals with all of our sins through. Yeah. And if you only give that to men, you're de facto not giving it to women. Yep. And so we're, we're really stoked that, and we're really stoked that your wife jumped on the project too and, <laughs> and yeah. could be there like, you know, architecting God's beautiful design for sexuality mm. um, along with the, with the other dudes in the project. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is part of the reason I'm biased towards it. She, yeah. I think she did a great job and, and definitely uh, um, thankful that she had the opportunity to do that. But we, yeah, she and I are pretty committed. We, we constantly, as much as we can, talking to youth groups, college groups, et cetera, say, hey, don't, the, the tip, stereotypical thing in youth group is like, Guys are going to go over here and talk about purity. Girls are going to go over here and talk about modesty. And it's, it does, it, it unintentionally communicates some really uh, hard things, especially to the young ladies. Um, Cause God created all of us to enjoy and partake in sexuality and Satan is going to use twist it for everybody, not mm -hmm. just for men. So yeah, no, I really appreciated that. Um, what, how did you get people to participate? Cause you mentioned this was a fundraising I mean, you, it takes a lot of money to do anything well. Um, how did you guys get the funding to put it into the light together? Yeah, this initially started just as a one-time documentary idea. And because of how, I guess, unique it is right now, we knew that it would be a hard thing to pitch to a lot of people. And just from the get-go, one of our commitments was we want to offer this as a free resource mm -hmm. forever uh, online on our website. And, and part of the reason for that being, I remember, I forget what age I was, but I remember feeling really convicted one time about pornography and thinking, man, I got I to gotta get some help for this, but was too embarrassed to talk to people. So I thought, why don't I read a book? But because I wasn't old enough to have a credit card, I was afraid to go on Amazon and search mm. it and use have that show up on my mom's credit card history. Yeah, yeah. And then because of that, I didn't get help. Mm. And I just kept going on. And it was years before I seriously, uh, by the Lord's grace, was able to start fighting pornography. So we want to make it free for a few reasons. One, to reach that kind of person who maybe wouldn't want to spend the money or wouldn't take the time to read a book. Yeah. And then two, because since it's, it's such a... Um, there's not many other things like it. Uh, now we can go to churches with it having been created and say, 
use this for your church. This is, you, there's no paywall. There's no sale here. Yeah. Uh, this is already available for you. So what we did was we put out the money ourselves at first for the first half of the year wow. and did all the filming so that we could prove to people that there was a product yeah. <laughs> and that there was, you know, we could get some good speakers. It would be biblical content. Um, and then once we had done that, we launched a crowdfunding campaign uh, on gifts and go. And over the process of six months, the Lord was super good to us. A lot of really generous people, mm-hmm. mostly in Niagara, Canada, who donated $85,000, which covered all the costs of that documentary for the year. And yeah, through that, we were able to always have it for free on our website. Yeah, that's incredible. And just to highlight that for our audience. So right now, one, you should jump on and plan to watch it as soon as possible. And then two, just share it out as much as possible because Mm -hmm. the more... I, I really appreciate the personal background to the documentary and then also that story there. You just never know whose eyes it's going to catch when you send it out via your social media who might be another high school kid who's sitting there like, I want out of this, but I'm afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. This could be the catalyst to to get it. So jump online. Again, the website is intothelightdocumentary.com and look it up, share it, and spread the word. And we'll get back to some other ways you can help out again in the future. So how might people, uh, our audience are largely biblical counselors, a lot of them connected to a church. How might people use it uh, in their own ministry? So the, the, we kind of think of it, there's, there's two basically main ways. The first one is it's, it's a documentary. It's a full mm-hmm. hour and 20 minutes. And so, you know, if you're a biblical counselor listening to this and you're looking at your church, this could be a way that you could invite your whole church or as many as want to come to kind of get everyone on the same page Mm. with this discussion. And so, you know, it can generate a lot of conversation. And so that's like kind of a one, uh, a one night thing that can then launch different efforts. And one of the sneaky things I like about that is you can drag someone to a documentary (laughs) showing. (laughs) Like if you, you know, again, I'm, we're, I'm being a bit cheeky, but like if you have a young, a young guy, a young girl who would never in a million years read Heath's book, mm-hmm. you can kind of make them watch a film. Yeah. And that might be a way that, that just some of these foundational truths can, can get into, into their head. Um, so that's, that's kind of the one, the one way, potential way of, of viewing this. And then the second way, which I think would be the most effective use mm. of this as a tool would be to use the documentary in episode format. Mm. So I'm not sure if we've referenced that yet, but the documentary is broken up into the six chapters. And in order to then have it in the, in the full length, those are put together with a story. But then we've also broken up the documentary into six episodes. And alongside the episodes, we have discussion questions that uh, I think by the time this podcast is out, it should be released for free on our website as oh, well. Great. And basically these episodes just give you time to watch a chunk of the documentary and then use the discussion questions to talk about it and foster maybe even a space for regular accountability and confession and dig into the material. Because like you said, uh, if you just watch through the documentary, you're getting hit by a lot of information. You'll probably miss a lot of it and that's okay. But slowing it down enables uh, people to go a lot deeper yeah. and do it with other people, not as an individual, but as a group, mm-hmm. which I think that is where uh, mm-hmm. the Lord really 
blesses and I think works change is in a group and especially in the church. Yeah. No, I think it'd be fantastic if a church, if churches would do both, just do like a general, you know, Sunday night, the whole church is invited to watch this. And then we're going to have small groups go through it for six weeks. I mean, it's not a huge commitment either. Like the six weeks in a church's small group rotation is, is a drop in a bucket. And you guys have already done the work of providing the questions. That's phenomenal. We've already used it in, in counseling couples, you know, with Jenny and I's books, we get the opportunity to, to counsel couples that are, that pornography has invaded their marriage. And we've, told them, okay, week one, you guys are going to watch this documentary. Um, And together as a couple, just sitting down watching it, um, I could also see you using it as a counselor walking through somebody six weeks. Okay, you're going to read this and you're going to watch episode one, answer these questions. We'll talk about it next week. These are all uh, fantastic ways of of utilizing it. Um, I, I knew you were working on the questions. I didn't know they were that close to being ready. Are there other resources related to this concept that you're working on? Right now, in actually in a couple of weeks, we're going to go film a what we're calling like a bonus episode hmm. to go alongside this video series. So it won't be included in the documentary, but it will be part of the Intellect video series. Both of which are online, like yep. one tab away from each other. So, And it will basically be making the application, basically walking through, you've seen the process of change. Uh, now, where does that take you? And we're doing a, an episode on how pornography and missions affect each other and mm. how freedom from pornography has implications, not only just for your life and your family, but going all the way to the nations. And it has mm. eternal significance even for unreached people. Um, and a stat that some people know is that pornography is, I think right now, the number one thing that holds missionaries back from wow. being able to go on the field. Mm. So caring about this issue as a church, as counselors, mm. is, is, is more than just about helping that person. It has huge implications. So that was one applica- uh, like application in the video series we really wanted to make and maybe foster some discussion about. No, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I knew that it could be an issue. I didn't realize it was that big mm-hmm. of a one. I know debt, you know, lots of things will keep people from getting to the field, but it makes sense. I mean, it's a huge, huge, vast problem and you definitely want, um, don't want that being an enslaving thing for somebody mm-hmm. who's going on the field. An- another thing um, that's tied to this documentary is when we sat down with um, every single one of the speakers, um, Actually, except Jenny, which we probably should schedule that podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we we record a podcast with each with each hmm. one of them. So you know, we got them. We got that that ten minute tight piece of teaching material that became part of the documentary. But then we also got an an hour or so, forty five minutes with each of them to really walk through more broad issues. And so we have three of those six podcasts out now. Um, the one with Heath is incredible. He told us spent about a half hour talking through his testimony, hmm. his personal story, which is. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the book that he's releasing soon. Um, and it was just really impactful to hear his story of how, of just some of the really difficult things he's been through and how that's intersected with his life and accountability and, and, and him as a pastor. And then more thoughts on, on accountability and stuff like that in a pornography context. And then, oh man, the one we did with Jeremy Pierre, uh, professor here at Southern was so good. That man is wildly sharp. Yes. And so it was just a really, it was really fun to hear him just, you know, lecture for, for an hour. So it was great. 
That's great. And then what, anything, so those are all things tied to this documentary. Um, I know, I'm sure you've been hit with a lot of questions and other things. Where, where are you going in the future? What are you thinking mm -hmm. about future works? So, like I said, as we were filming this documentary, we had originally anticipated this being a one-time thing, um, kind of a standalone. Mm -hmm. But as we filmed, we became more and more, I guess, convicted that this problem of people, you know, there being good books out there, but people not actually reading them, the, like the average layperson in the church, is, is huge. And a conversation that we had over and over as we mm. filmed the documentary was uh, with parents. They would come mm. up to us and be like, this is, this is great, uh, but what do I do with my kids? Like, how do I talk about this to my children and protect them? What does it look like to lock down our house with technology? And just a lot of real honest questions. Um, so right now we're in the process of thinking through what would it look like to do a video series that specifically addresses parents and equipping them with uh, the counseling side, helping them work through their own mm. struggles, and then walking all the way towards technology questions of locking it down and the wisdom of how to do that with your children. Yeah. Um, so that's it's in the works, but that's what we're hoping to be working on in 2023. Oh, that's, yeah. that's great. And if people wanted to support those efforts, what, what could they do? Where could they go and help you guys out with that? Yeah, I mean, in, in a sense, the, the way we did this first documentary was we, we started working on it and then we just had an honest request for people. It's like, if this is an issue that you think is important, that if you think this resource is could be helpful and God has blessed you that you can give, would you? That was kind of our honest request. God worked powerfully in that and man, so many Christians just sacrificially gave. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're in the beginning stages of this video series for parents, we more or less have the same, same ask is if, if people want to make this happen, uh, we're, we're, again, we, we're so thrilled that we've been able to create something that now is free. We'd love to keep doing this, but it's, it's free at the end, not free to make. If, if yeah, that makes sense. No, absolutely. So our honest request is if, if people are listening to this and, and they think this could be, could be something that'd be helpful where we'll be, I mean, we're starting crowdfunding now and we will be doing more of that over the next year as we continue to build it. And so, yeah, people can give um, online on our website. Everything's on intolightdocumentary.com. So yeah, jump on there, intolightdocumentary.com and, and give a gift uh, to help get these resources out there. Um, if you're a parent, if you, I mean, basically if you know people, if you're a human being, <laughs> you recognize that this is a valuable, a valuable resource and we need more resources like that. And I really love the, the video format is just so, um, needed today. As we talked about at the beginning, people are wrestling with this on their phones, on their computers, on whatever. And yes, we still need books. Uh, I mean, I wrote one, I'm happy yeah, to amen. keep having books out there, yeah. but getting them where, where people are getting the resources there that are consumable, easy to digest, hitting where they are. You guys are great at that. So uh, please support that work. Um, we're, I'm going to let this one go a little bit longer. Any other thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Normally, I mean, one of the things that we've often ended with or, or want to say is like freedom from sin is possible. And 
your audience is more biblical counselors, mm-hmm. and so they they know this. They get it, yeah. But like, <laughs> but especially when we're when we're talking, if we do podcasts or, or little, a few times we've gotten to talk to people, and pornography is awful. It's mm. soul crushing, and so many of the of the people our age got hooked on pornography when they were eight years old. Mm-hmm. And so every element of their sexuality, every element of their experience with sex has basically been tainted with pornography in some capacity. And Mm. it's hard to really look at this problem and and imagine that there's actually a time where you can not be watching pornography. And so, but like God is good. God is good. And we want to encourage people that like you can find freedom through, through, from pornography through the person and work of Jesus Christ yeah, and praise God for that. Yeah. Praise God for that. And I, I, I know at the premiere, you guys asked, I had the opportunity and blessing to pray at closing prayer. And I got a little fired up cause I'm excited. And I think, especially with the resource you have working on mm-hmm. to talk to parents, I would love for the church to raise up a generation of young men and women who have not been tainted by pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is, it is possible. I mean, my generation, I was same boat. I was first exposed to porn when I was eight years old. It was magazines back then. And then the internet came along and it's just exploded because the access is so ubiquitous, but man, with, with resources like this, with parents being wise and how they're guarding their children against this, we do not have to have in an entire population of people who've been, had their sexuality twisted and tainted mm. by porn. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing and the, and the possibility of, of those kind of things in the yeah. future. So I have a segment at the end called two minute favorites. I didn't warn you guys about this, but, um, <laughs> since there's two of you, I'll give you four minutes, but I'm basically going to ask you stuff that's your favorites. It sounds easy, but it gets, it gets kind of challenging. So let me get my timer going and you guys up for this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. All right. So I'm going to just, I'm going to ask one question and I'll bounce back and forth between the two of you answering it at the same time. All right. So, uh, here we go. What is your favorite food? Shrimp. Pizza. What is your favorite color? Blue. Green. What's your favorite sport? Spikeball. Uh, mixed martial arts. Favorite sports, <laughs> favorite sports team? Uh, Raptors. Sure, Raptors. Favorite gift you've ever received? Salvation. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> some of the some of the guys at the homeless shelter I work at got me a Hot Wheel Porsche for my birthday, and I know they thought long and hard about that, and that is one of the most meaningful things anyone's hmm. ever gotten me. Favorite gift you've ever given? Mm-hmm. I got Jesse a full collector's edition of Calvin and Hobbes. And that was awesome. This is maybe a cop out again, but giving my wife her ring, that was <laughs> great. It was just super, super fun. And probably the most thought put into that than of anything else. Favorite word? Inferno. Uh. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> I don't know. Least favorite word that we can actually record in air. <laughs> Moist. Um, I, I don't know. Hinge. All right. Favorite book of the Bible? Ecclesiastes. Romans. Favorite book outside of scripture? Four minutes. Heavy caveat, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. 
as an overview for anybody, Christian and non-Christian, Gentle and Lowly by Dana Orland. Mm. Favorite ice cream flavor? Hokey Pokey. Shout out to New Zealand. Cookies and cream. Basic. Favorite candy? Mike and Ike's. Oh, uh, fuzzy peaches. Oh, yeah. Oof, oof. <laughs> Favorite Bible verse? Romans 8.1. I love the entire revealed word of God. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you had any if you could choose any superpower, what superpower would you choose? Omniscience? Is that one that I could Omniscience. pick? Omniscience. There you go. That's so hard. The ability to understand what people fear and the ability to help. This is the most random questions I've ever been asked. In yeah, this is great. Favorite animal? Cat. Platypus. If your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use? Intense. I don't know if it'd be a word so much as just a... <sighs> <laughs> Favorite movie? Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ooh. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. What's one interesting thing that you've done that most others have not? <laughs> Besides making a porn documentary. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my go-to answer. Um, we uh, lived in a van we lived for in a van. two months together. We lived in a van for two months. All right. Uh, <laughs> what's one of the funniest experiences you've ever had? Living in a van for two months. Um, <laughs> Funniest experiences. Anything having to do with Caleb? No, I I hope he listens to this. Um, funniest. Heath Lambert. Go to our Instagram page and see if you can find the video, the reel we did with Heath Lambert, where Heath Lambert accidentally credited himself with writing the Bible. <laughs> it is the best video we've ever made. It's the funniest thing like you have to, and Heath Lambert is one of the greatest people we've ever met. So there's no shade here because it was a pure accident, but watch the video. It'll make sense. It is so funny. Like we were howling for like a solid two minutes afterwards when we were filming with it. So that's on our Instagram page somewhere. If you let me know when this drops, I'll, I'll share it on our, on our things. So people can find it. We'll do. We'll do. Well, that wraps up our, our two minute AKA four minute favorites as well as our interview. So John, Michael, Jacob, thank you so much for being with us on 1514. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And special thanks to our team who helped make this podcast possible. My assistant, Rebecca Mullins, helps coordinate these interviews. And our podcast engineer, Caleb Lau, does a great job editing and putting everything together. We look forward to you joining us next time.